Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Sean Adams. Sean, are you ready to do this? George, I am. Thanks so much for having me here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Let's let's go. Sean is the president of Leveraged Life Management. He is the host of the Wealth Secrets Podcast. Again, excited to have you on. Sean, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, George. So I uh, born and raised in New Jersey here, southern New Jersey, uh, right across the river from Philly. And um, my background's really in the small business space. I, I started my first business when I was in high school. I was the hustling kid around the neighborhood, pushing the lawnmower, trying to make some extra money, and uh, actually scaled that business into a full-fledged contracting firm. Spent about the first 10 years of my career sort of owning, operating, and uh, ultimately selling that business. And that was my sort of foray into entrepreneurship and leadership and understanding finance. And it was a uh, crash course in, in all things that had to do with business. And it was, uh, while it was extremely challenging, it was certainly where I, I learned the majority of my lessons. Uh, and I went on to sell that business and actually did some consulting work for a bit and then uh, even did some software sales as well. So in all three of those angles, uh, th this idea of, you know, kind of hitting the success ceiling and trying to figure out how I was going to go from just general profit and um, doing okay to how am I building lasting wealth? How am I setting my future self up for a better position? Um, and, and that's what I basically spent years of my time after I sold that business deep diving into. And uh, that's my passion. That's I, I have a very unique strategy that we use now that leverages what the ultra wealthy do, which it sounds like we're going to get into here today. Uh, but that's my passion. That's what I spend the majority of my time doing and, and trying to help uh, both entrepreneurs and just just high paid professionals in general to, to get them to uh, have some of those same light bulbs and and take those same advantages. Nice. Appreciate that. As you're telling me the story about uh, starting your company back when you were in high school, like uh, getting into the uh, and it's not necessarily a contracting business, but it just kind of sounded funny in my mind about being a contractor in South Jersey, North, North Philadelphia. And I imagine that that was you deal with some tough customers occasionally. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We had, we had our fair share. We had a, a nice uh, sort of dichotomy of of some uh, working class folks as well as some some higher end luxury properties as well. So we got the the full gamut of the human experience. That's for sure. Nice, I love it. So you successfully are an entrepreneur. You you pursue other other venues from a just professional standpoint, but also from a learning standpoint, and you get passionate about digging into what is it that really can create lasting wealth, and what do ultra-wealthy people do with their money? So let's just sort of jump right into that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lay it on me. <laughs> sure, sure. So when I w was reaching success in business and, and I, the same thing happened when I was doing consulting work and, and was a high paid sales professional as well, I found all the content out there was to help me get from zero to one. And what I mean by that is it, it helps, you know, books, podcasts, a lot of the content online was about how do you go from sort of unprofitable or struggling to profitability? And that was the majority of that content. But I was already profitable. I was already doing okay. I was looking for how to take that profit and make it into lasting wealth. 
And I just had a hard time finding information that really pointed me to what the wealthy were doing, what the ultra successful were doing. And so I first sat down with a bunch of different financial advisors and I got this just cookie cutter approach. George, I'm sure your audience can resonate with. And it was, you know, here are your three buckets and blah, blah, blah. And it just felt like it was the same regurgitated message that they had given for the 11th time that day. And it just was not applicable to me and my entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted a lot more control. And everything they presented me with was very restrictive and it was designed for the nine to five person and it just didn't fit well into my box. And so as I did deeper research, I started first looking and interviewing ultra wealthy people and I went to events and read the books and did the whole tour there. And what I found is control was the key piece. That's really what the ultra wealthy wanted. And what they were doing was not putting their cash, their long-term savings into, you know, qualified retirement accounts because often they didn't qualify for them. They make way too much money for that. And they wanted to not put their money in a bank where the bank had all the control. They wanted to sort of create their own banks in a lot of ways. And you'll hear this concept of privatized banking or becoming your own banker. The concept is really there's ways in which you can structure instead of a general bank account, actually uh, what we use is a cash value life insurance contract or policy, believe it or not. And it gives you this incredible amount of control over from a liquidity standpoint where they can access their cash at, at any point. You can actually double dip in some ways. Uh, it gives them a lot of tax advantages. And there's a guaranteed interest rate as well to that cash value. So while it is unique, it's it's very it's lesser known. Many people do not know about this. But when you get into the higher tiers of uh, wealth earners in this country, you'll find that the vast majority of them utilize some version of a trust that involves life insurance. And it's one of those things that, as I found out about it, George, it, it was not something that you needed a million dollars of net worth. It wasn't something that was restricted just for those ultra wealthy. And so it's really about how to apply these accounts um, to your unique situation and knowing the rules of the game. And, and that was really the big light bulb and aha moment for me. And it was transformative to my financial future. And, and that's what I'm passionate about, having that light bulb go off for, for other individuals. Nice. I appreciate all that. It certainly makes sense and interesting to you know, hear you talk about how a lot of the information out there is helping you get from zero to one. Uh, and a lot of the traditional stuff that's out there is not super helpful. Um, and as you dug a little bit deeper, you came upon this cash value life insurance. And you know, companies and banks uh, also own just a ton of cash value life insurance because of everything you just described, the control of it, the guaranteed minimum interest rate. They receive a dividend often. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of these benefits that as an individual or family can also take advantage of that companies and banks have been doing for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the banks are where I started in that research process and they own billions and billions of dollars of cash value life insurance. And they, what they actually do is they take out policies on key members of their staff uh, throughout their organizations. And they basically can store cash instead of it being in an account where they get uh, taxed extremely heavy and they have to pay um, all sorts of fees and, and, and really just non-favorable structures. They can put cash in these policies they take out on employees 
and they get control over it. It's an asset on their balance sheet, but it's also a private agreement between them and the insurance provider. So there's this level of privacy that's there that just does not exist in other financial tools. And for the big corporations, for big banks, I mean, we've looked at different ball clubs. If you look at Jim uh, Harborough, the, the football coach, if you look back a few years ago, he was actually, um, he was offered a plan that involved him extremely large life insurance policy and it was a huge asset it was one of those um you know just just things that made the deal that much sweeter it's interesting so privacy that's a key thing i think that there's also an element of creditor protection there's just all these benefits to it um maybe maybe cover this just kind of check this box who is this not a good fit for and then we can talk a little bit specifically about how it actually works and maybe who it is a good fit for yeah, great question. So this is by far not a get rich quick scheme, right? This is all about a long term strategy. So the worst part about the strategy is that it takes time. So you're going to see typically a negative return in the first couple of years. And I like to be extremely transparent about that up front because we're not here to tell people they're going to you know, make 100% return in the first year or any crazy numbers like that. We're really looking at this as a, a warehouse for your cash to sit in, not necessarily the end investment. And so we think of it almost like a flexible savings account. And so if you are have a tremendous amount of debt or you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't scrounge up a couple hundred dollars at a minimum per month uh, for, from a savings perspective. This is not going to be a good fit for you. But those that are financially safe, they have a foundation in place in some way. And they're looking for a, a better area to store cash that they can hold on to for the long term and have a little more control over. They have that financial security. That, that's where this becomes a really good fit. Yeah, I think that that's a really important thing that are certainly a handful of really important things you hit on. And it always drives me crazy um, because there are a lot of companies that have agents that actively sell these products. And what I have found over the years is too often these products are sold in place of doing an IRA or contributing to a 401k and they're sold to people that don't have necessarily the financial wherewithal or they're not in a really, really strong financial situation. And so in that example, it's, it's just not a good fit. But to your point, if you are having success and you've got other assets, then this is just a, a really an excellent place to potentially have money. Yeah, the, the thing I always say to people is, if you've had this thought at some point in your life, where should I stick my cash? Hmm. If that's the, a question you've asked yourself, then you're in a good position to at least value this in terms of an option for you. Yeah, yeah. Because to your point, certainly if you're already if you're already doing lots of different things, you're trying to figure I've got this extra cash to put somewhere. Where 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 should I start looking? Then then this is probably a great option. So, go ahead. Yeah, just one other thing I was going to add is the protection level there. We talk primarily about the financial advantages to the strategy. But at the end of the day, this is a financial account that is uh, put inside of an insurance, a life insurance wrapper. And what that means is you get a death benefit. So we structure these with whole life policies. And what that means is when we set up an account for you, you're going to have a guaranteed 
tax-free, one-time lump sum payout, that death benefit that's going to go to your beneficiaries. That could be your spouse, your children, a business partner, whoever you deem to be the recipient when you pass away, they're going to get a that, that, that windfall that's going to come tax-free to them. And so it's a protection layer as well, in addition to the financial components, because that has to do with if you are the breadwinner or you split income in your family and you were to suddenly not be around or something were to happen to you, your fa- your family is going to suffer in some way and there's going to be a financial downside to that. And so insurance is in that kind of safety net, that umbrella that helps cover you. So it's important to realize that that's another added benefit that a lot of people uh, kind of overlook when they're looking at the financial side. Yeah, it is fundamentally life insurance. So. <laughs> Exactly. And I think it's fascinating, um, or at least interesting, that there is a lot of conversations these days about wealth inequality, and um, and this is a tool, if you were really interested in closing a, a generational wealth gap, that automatically accomplishes that. Because even if you never took any money out of the policy, because there are certainly benefits that we'll probably talk about of, of tax preference growth and tax preference withdrawals, when you do eventually die, there could be a very large death benefit, which is left uh, income tax-free to to your beneficiaries. And so you can essentially guarantee that that, that wealth gap is, is, is closed if that's a priority for you. That's such a good point, George. And, and I grew up in a, in a wonderful household, uh, very supportive parents that <laughs> allowed me to do all these crazy entrepreneurial things that they still think I'm nuts to do, but they're supportive in, in me exploring them. And But they did not have the financial education and neither did their parents or anybody on either side of our families. And so w- I, it was very important to me that, that it stopped at me with that, the, the, the lack of, or the financial literacy element, I wanted to make sure that my children, and I don't have children yet, but, but that's in the near future, it's very important that I pass on financial literacy and these good habits. And it starts when we're young. And so if you can set up a plan early on for a child or have a plan yourself, that's going to help carry on that next generation, you are stopping that, uh, that gap, as you mentioned, I think that's a really important part to underscore. So what are, I, 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 I touched on some of the tax benefits. Do you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So from a, a high level tax wise, when you make contributions to life insurance, it's with after tax dollars. So this is money you've already paid tax on. Now, so you don't get to write off that element, the contribution, but the beauty of it is it functions almost in the sense like a like a Roth IRA, in the sense that when you put money into one of these policies, a portion would go to the, the, the expense in the beginning that covers the death benefit and the protection, that's the insurance component. But the overfunding element or any additional cash that you store in this policy becomes what's called cash value. That cash value in the policies that we set up get it, gets a minimum guarantee of 4% growth. And that is the st- minimum standard across the industry that, that has to be um, held in place. And so that 4% growth on that cash value happens annually. But it is actually a tax deferred growth. And so the way that we actually have this structured is if you ever wanted to tap into and access that cash, there's actually a function called a policy loan. And I don't want to get super in the weeds here, George, but the idea is almost like a a home equity line of credit. You can actually tap into and leverage 
using that cash value as sort of collateral, you can take a loan out against the value that you have in, in the policy. And that loan that you take out is a loan. It's not income. Therefore, you don't pay any taxes on it. So the money is just going to continue to grow for the rest of your life at a compounding rate. And you can access that cash through the loan provision without having to incur the taxes there. So if it's done properly, we have people that use this as a retirement supplement. We have people that use this for real estate investing or for purchasing vehicles or other expenses, and they can use their cash tax free. And the beauty of that is there's you know, you have, there's paybacks and different things that need to be done. But at the end of the day, if it's structured and used properly, that death benefit is then going to be paid on when you pass away to your beneficiaries tax free. Right. So you basically shoveled money into this account. You got to use it throughout your life whenever you would want on your own terms, on whatever you would like. It got to continue to grow on your behalf. And then it was transferred over to your family members tax free. So if it's done properly, it can be a tax free way to access your cash long term. I imagine that's an attractive thing for a lot of the people you talk to. Oh, it's a huge element, especially those that start to make real wealth. We work with, you know, real estate agents, investors, uh, medical professionals, those making several hundred thousand dollars a year and up, and their tax bills are absolutely enormous. And so it's paramount that they have a strategy that helps to mitigate some of those taxes so they don't cut their wealth in half just in taxes. Mm-hmm. And none of us have a crystal ball, Sean, but I would imagine that taxes are going to be continually going up just because of the different spending that we're doing. So this probably is yes. going to become more and more relevant uh, as, as, as time goes on. So, 100%. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. That That's the whole element. Pay the taxes now while they're likely going to be the cheapest so that you are not setting yourself up for a gigantic tax bill in the future. Got it. Well, Sean, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? The first thing I would say, George, is challenge conventional wisdom. I think that we are all sort of, uh, when we're born, we're downloaded with these set of skills that our parents taught us or that society taught us about money, mindsets around money, and we take that as the truth, the gospel. That is the facts out there. And I have found nine times out of 10 that it is not universally applicable about where to put our money, how money works, who's actually gaining and making money off of us. And so what I would challenge you to think about is look at your banks, look at your credit cards, look at your insurance and everything in between. Do your research and look creatively at these things. And I love the quote, if you want to to be wealthy or become wealthy, do as the wealthy do. It seems like a super simple concept, but it's amazing how many people do not reverse engineer what the ultra successful are already doing. And so one of the things they do is just, they think differently about these things. They don't take them at face value and just assume that someone on the other side of the table who suggested it is you know, always has our best interest in mind. I never ask people to judge me on my, uh, me selling this product. I ask them to go and do their research on the Rockefellers and the, the Disney families and the Carnegie's and the Waltons and all these ultra, ultra generationally successful and, and wealthy families. Look at what they're doing and reverse engineer. Don't just take what common wisdom tells you. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. I think that that's such great advice right there. Just do your own research. If you're not sure about it, you can dig into it. It's all right there. 
Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, thanks, George. I appreciate that. Uh, best place is to go to leveraged hyphen life.com leverage dash life.com. Uh, I do will offer for your audience a, what we call a free wealth audit. Essentially, if you're remotely interested in this topic, everyone comes from a different perspective, a different age, a different health rating. We sat, we jump on a free call and I essentially will map out a blueprint and we do illustrations. I'll show you based on how much money you're looking to put in and how you would be looking to use this strategy. Uh, we will give you documentation that you get to walk away from. It's no obligation no hard sales pitch. We'll simply tee up and show you these examples and, and see if this is something that might be worth taking advantage for you. So you can look on my website, leveraged-life.com for that, and you can set up a free call. Perfect. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sean your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to leveraged-life.com. Take advantage of that wealth audit. Thanks good, Sean. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.